0: Hello so, and welcome back to Sharkcast, the podcast all about basking sharks, brought to you by Zip. Basking Shark Scotland. Funny that <laughs> it's Rachel and Shane here.
1: Sick of hearing about basking sharks yet? Still plenty more to come.
0: <laughs> Got lots of fun lined up for you. So we get asked a lot of questions about basking sharks, as you can imagine. And one of the questions we get asked the most is, do Basking Sharks Breach? So we thought we'd answer that for you and give you a little bit more information about possible reasons why and some interesting insights into that that have come out in very recent times as well. So, Shane, to start it off, do Basking Sharks Breach?
1: Yes, thanks for listening. Bye.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's us. That's it.
1: Yeah, so um, uh, it's pretty amazing um, that they do it. Um, it's, mm-hmm. I think it's getting more well-known these days than it, it used to be. It used to be very uh, unknown that they they did it. Um, and I, I remember talking to lots of people about it over the years, and most people being pretty surprised that they actually actually did it. Um, probably because bass and sharks are, you know, thought to be slow moving Cruising along with their mouth open, not you know moving particularly quickly, uh, and no, people maybe not connecting them with you know breaching clear of the water, which would be I guess more well known um, that a white shark mm-hmm. is. Um, But what you have, you may or may not know is they are sort of related um, in the same order. Uh, they have got different physiology, um, but they can still. Yeah, breach clean of the water, which is a spectacular thing um, to see. Uh, and we have speed it lots and lots at different times. Uh, quite close to the boat on occasion, which is a bit nervous. <laughs> close to swimmers. <laughs> uh, and we've caught it on the drone a couple of times.
0: Not too close, don't worry.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's been jumped on by a shark just yet. It's like a wrestling move, like a basking shark suplex. <laughs> Getting by the fin.
0: Is that what they're doing? <laughs> That's what the research is. That's it, there you go
1: um so yeah biggest biggest fish in the world to do so so bass and sharks are obviously the second biggest behind the whale sharks and whale sharks don't breach mm-hmm. uh, lovely i think that's vodafone chasing me again i've paid my bill <laughs> we well, no i did that one out this is a fun podcast <laughs> this is an informal one There's been lots of uh, serious ones lately with uh, lots of uh, scientific guests. So, yeah, this is just back to the the toilet humour of the office.
0: This is the winter nonsense. Yeah, yeah,
1: this is it. Rain is battering on the windows outside and it's (laughs) nearly dark at three (laughs) o'clock. Anyway, so, yeah, they jump out of the water. It's really cool. Um, But there is actually lots of stories um, connected to that. Mm. Lots of studies, um, which have got some really interesting stats. There's been recent um, studies on it that's that's come out with um, some really cool figures um, around it, which was wasn't uh, known previously. So yeah, there's actually quite a bit to talk about. Um, yeah, well, rather than just them jumping out
0: Crunch into some of those numbers a bit, um, but as you said, just like with them being so slow moving and people kind of knowing them, there's that you can understand why that. That wasn't too well known because unless you were staring Mm. right at the right place at the right right time, you'd just have like a big splash and a noise and probably assume it was a whale.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: and because especially because we see so many whale species here as well, Um, and dolphins and all sorts of other wildlife. Yeah,
1: from a distance, you know, it's just a dark object that Uh jumps out, and you know, it could. Most people would probably say it was a whale or a dolphin um unless you were like pretty close to it and then mm-hmm. it's kind of obvious yeah like the um, shape
0: of them so distinctive the flop the flop <laughs> the belly flop uh do you remember when you first saw one bridge
1: i <laughs> uh, don't actually off the top of my head
0: had it been before you started doing the toys here or? i don't think so no
1: um I think I would have probably remembered it before but it would have been our first season I'm I'm sure. Yeah. Um uh I remember trying to capture it on pic- like taking pictures of it and being yeah. frustrated <laughs> with not getting a full frame shark clean of the water which I was uh, desperate after. Um uh but yeah I rem- I think we only kind of found out about it then and then you know when it was happening it was just like whoa this is absolutely epic uh, especially you know where we, we usually see it when there's quite a few sharks around so and it's usually a good day and things like that so it's a cool it's a cool <coughs> a cool day out anyway but then to have them you know jump around all over the place you know it's it's pretty cool and when it's all when the action's happening it's yeah it's really cool
0: it's quite a sight to see and like you mentioned before the basking sharks are really big um being the second largest shark in the world. And like, you see a lot of like, you know, the typical shark week footage is like the slow-mo shot mm. of the great whites coming out open mouth. But seeing a Baskin shark breach is also pretty epic. <laughs> There's just not been quite caught on film. No, the film
1: we've way. had a few film crews ask about that in previous times, eh? Yeah. And I've had quite a lot it's of discussions ve- with people and I'm like...
0: It's very ambitious. Yeah,
1: for <laughs> you to get that, and it's just like, Oh, the only thing they, ha- they have done it from ireland um uh, oh, really? the cliffs um uh, cool. and i think i don't know i don't really know the area geographically but my understanding is like unlike around us with the islands mm. there might be a particular headland i guess it'd be like kayak point on on Mull that you know it's pretty high and then the sharks would come round the corner i think so i think there's a guy there i can't remember his name is it bren Someone, Bren Whelan, or something I'm like that. Sure I've seen that. A few years ago, anyway. Uh, I think he sat up on the cliffs for a long time and just filmed this one area where they were kind of hanging oh, around right. in the hope he would get it. And I think he, I think he got some good footage. Yeah. Like, not, not like Shark Week.
0: Yeah. Right at the like back, see like, every water <clears> drop <throat> coming up. Uh, but <laughs> it was pretty
1: good. Uh, but we just, yeah, like to do that here is just so. I think if you, when we have it, and you know they do it multiple times if you're in the right place and you In had there. all the setup up and stuff like you could probably get it but you know for someone to come on day x and
0: and get that do shot it. you'd have to be extremely lucky to get that on a planned day yeah yeah <laughs> like that's one of those moments where you're never looking and all of a sudden it just happens behind you yeah big time but that- it's yeah, really awesome to see, and um, it's also like one of the most exciting things that happens when everyone's on board and a giant shark leaps out of the water. Might yeah, yeah. Looking for one all morning.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, sometimes um, I do sort re- of remember like some of the days where it's been say rough or whatever. Yeah. And you, and we aren't seeing them on the surface. Um, you know, you will see them breach as well, kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And uh, sometimes it's actually quite good because it gives you a bit of hope that there is sharks (laughs) around, at least. (laughs) Uh, When it's kind of a rough old day and you're rolling around trying to find things and
0: that. Yeah, definitely. Um, Talking about the Great Whites, like we know that the Great Whites are doing that, like ambushing Mm. seals, which is why it's easier to get to that footage as well because often they'll, like, get lured in... Yeah, ...on, like, the cage diving and stuff and you get those really cool open mouth shots. But you can't exactly... Bait in a Baskin Shark. No. Um, as you'd like to. <laughs> so, I think we've done a podcast before talking about Baskin Sharks and what they eat, but if you're not quite uh, caught up with all our episodes, Baskin Sharks what? are feeding on plankton and you'd need a hell of a lot of plankton to
1: Yeah, that's it. So. a
0: Baskin Shark and also, that's not probably going to make them breach. So... <laughs> <laughs> it would need to be a big plankton. <laughs> really? Surprise it out of the water. <laughs> so why do Baskin Sharks Beach? I know there's a few theories. Um, do you maybe want to go through a couple of them?
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, well, it's interesting in those papers that they they didn't uh, decide on one way or the other mm. anyway. Um, so there's always been the kind of uh, the theories about it. One, that it was potentially to do with parasite removal because there's plenty of other... Uh, things that would would do that uh, to uh, either dislodge them or or uh, knock them off type thing, um, but uh, I think the short answer for that is usually most people considered because they knew about basking sharks because they only eat these tiny plankton and you know they are um, so specific around their energy dynamics,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know the thought of them breaching the water and the amount of energy that it would take for them to do that it doesn't really fit in with their the basking shark thing. Um, so that was generally why it was discounted. But maybe that was an ancillary part of it. Like they do it yeah. for another reason, which is potentially courtship or communication or something like that. And there's the added benefit that they may knock off a few parasites at the same time.
0: Cause they are very grubby sharks. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, they get there's a few different types of parasites. They have these copepod ones, um, which is kind of on their skin, which is kind of almost like ones that you would get on a salmon like a sea louse type thing and mm. then you get these big lamprey ones uh which are horrible uh things with big hooked mouths yeah. um so whether terrifying uh a breach would actually knock off a lamprey that would had bitten into the skin i don't I'd, so, i don't think it's well known or, or known if what it would take to knock one of them off
0: there was sightings reports from after breaching that they were not removed Mm. But you don't know how often yeah. you'd have to, like, shake something like that off. Because they've got jaws out of a horror film. Basically. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> it's not sharks you need to be scared nah, of, it's lamp rays. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't seem likely that that's the only reason that no. they'd do it anyway. Yeah. Um, It might be, like you say, an added benefit and got a bit of an itch.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um but so you touched on communication there Uh, what do you think what makes us think that sharks are doing that to communicate
1: um well i think even just from observations usually the breaching happens when there's lots of other sharks around Mm -hmm. um so you're kind of you know putting two and two together that you know if you are only seeing this behavior when there are lots of sharks around then you know you're, you're you're kind of going down the road that it's something to do with an aggregation of sharks and them yeah. being all together at one time. Then at those times, we're usually seeing close following behaviors and different things that indicate that there's some kind of behavior going on, whether that is courtship or not. You know that links back to our paper on whether these close following behaviors are um, are courtship or not. Um, you know the years go on and as we were saying earlier to someone we were speaking to. The more you get into this, the more you think you don't know uh, because you answer one kind of question and you get five or six other ones out of it kind of thing. Yeah. So it is, it's generally done at times when there's lots around and there is all these other behaviours going on. It's not something that they would just do for no reason, mm-hmm. uh, which generally doesn't happen in the animal kingdom anyway, but because bats and sharks are so energy uh, specific, you know, it's not something they would just do for for a bit of fun. Uh-huh. Um, so it must be, you know, you're just kind of whittling down the options and it must be to do with something like that. Um, interestingly, in the last few years, uh, there was, was it last year or the year before? I think it came from Ireland in one of these Taurus uh, formations. There was someone filmed it was in the water and they, they underwater filmed the Bastion shark coming up.
0: Yeah, that video is insane. Up. That's super cool. Uh,
1: <laughs> quite jealous of that. Um, <laughs> that uh, awesome. But really interesting to see it yeah. as well. Um, that was obviously this taurus formation where there's a big group of sharks all soaking together Mm -hmm. and it's um some kind of courtship or pre-mating kind of thing um so there's thoughts that it might be that uh you know females signaling that you know they're keen to mate or males Mm -hmm. showing dominance or you know maybe they're or it could be to do with like a threat yeah either you know they've discovered a threat and they are communicating it to other other sharks nearby that, you know, something's happening and they need to kind of shoot off or whatever. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Um,
1: uh, because, you know, that uh, well, we can get into this, but uh, we, we all kind of thought before that, you know, it would, it would burn a lot of energy. Um, mm. uh, but from what the researchers uh, in these papers have said that it, it doesn't actually, burn as much as what we assumed before, which is interesting yeah. um, because the ones that they, they tagged and, and studied uh, found that they breached um, numerous times uh, over, over the day and, and also in short succession, which we see. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously it doesn't burn as much and, and they are maybe using it a bit more often rather than in an exceptional case, mm-hmm. you know, just before mating or something like that. Um. so yeah but you you obviously can go down all sorts of rabbit holes trying to figure out what you know they're actually doing this this for and it is so random it's a hard thing just to to make a conclusion on when you're just observing it you know occasionally yeah. here and there and not really and these ones were then the studies were tagged which you know give you hard data on it which is quite interesting Um. but yeah I, I guess it still doesn't give you definitive answers on yeah. exactly why, you know, you can just obviously make a, a guess, really.
0: I mean, that's such a good insight, but I think in the study that we're looking at three sharks were tagged, mm. so it's a small sample size, and it is interesting that what they found, but, you know, you'd want to kind of know the gender of all the sharks that we breaching to kind of get more of an idea of, like, is it yeah. female signaling to males, or, like, vice versa, or it's not related to that at all like you just we have no idea no well
1: <laughs> originally we thought it was kind of like just single events here and there and then we've had a few that have done it like yeah after you know one after the time i think it was like 10 times or something in a row but we've also got drone footage of one um uh, where we've actually got it's two sharks swimming along not close to each other but a little bit behind each other maybe mm. two or three meters um so they're kind of swimming towards the boat would set up to go in for a swim and the swimmers are kind of well there's the boat then the swimmers and then the sharks are kind of coming down and we've got the drone up above it yeah. and then suddenly the lead shark um flicks the tail and dives the second one then follows it Right. and then swims underneath the swimmers and then the first one pops up and breaches and the second one pops up and breaches oh, wow. um and then it was just like well what's that all about like oh, that's uh cool. uh and I don't I don't think they well afterwards I don't think they saw the sharks to tell if like say the lead one was a female like whether it was that or whether they detected the boat and thought it was a threat or I don't know it's you're just clutching at straws really trying to make a guess of it it was really cool Um, cool and I think like Movis I think has mentioned she's seen it in really shallow water yeah. Um. So she like perhaps suggested that it, it could have been a kind of an escape mechanism or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, and sometimes fish get into shallow water and they kind of yeah. panic and jump and stuff like that. Um, well, the um, whether it does that as well. You know, it's not. Yeah. An exclusive thing.
0: Well, the amount of times that they can breach consecutively, which we'll get onto more in a bit, like. They can't be going that deep in between those yeah, dives because they come back up so quickly as well. Well,
1: I think that research—the one that they said it came from—fifteen meters in six seconds.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's pretty fucking
1: pretty quicky. <laughs> um, so it's just wild, is
0: hmm. I feel like there's so much more to them than anyone ever previously thought.
1: Yeah, big time. Yeah, and it's so subtle. It's so hard to to um, <clears throat> to kind of make a. Definitive thing of like that's what's happening, especially when we came down to the courtship stuff and the close yeah. follow. And it's not like just because that's not happening at that time, there might be actually something else that we're not actually seeing or yeah. smelling. It might be a hormonal that's going on, and we don't we don't kind of see it. Uh-huh. Uh, it could be kind of you know electrical, and they're detecting it that way. It's yeah. Yeah.
0: We had a really interesting chat with Rupert and Morris about and um, them communicating by scent. Yeah. Yeah. And um, which is a really interesting because they are. Must be communicating a to like follow those migration paths in the groups that they are and to aggregate in those areas and the footage that's come out of them, like Taurus and there's Mm. there is clearly some form of something happening between them. Um, but yeah, the mechanisms of how that's happening is just
1: yeah, yeah. I haven't, I'm not sure if they actually that the video we mentioned of the the last in Ireland that filmed it underwater i'm not sure if they i don't think it was part of that taurus paper
0: there was i'm not sure if it was or like, whether I don't think they it did it something separate but there were so many sharks behind it in the clip too mm. like it's it, unreal like you can just see basking sharks everywhere and then this one soars up from underneath all of them
1: <laughs> yeah i don't um, think it was sort of obvious you know what that was doing as part of the of the shoal or whatever or yeah. you know i like this they've, they've, they've talked about this um within that that like the males have gone really dark Mm. color you know hormonal change perhaps uh and it wasn't like it it was that one and you go okay that must be the lead male or whatever the dominant male that you know is is, then you could kind of conclude it might have been that but I don't think I remember it being a particularly big shark or Mm. anything you know really obvious that it was distinct from the other ones um it just seemed to jump up and that was it kind of thing
0: So you'd think if that was part of the communication, like in that like social structure or whatever's happening there, that they'd all be doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. It's like a rogue <laughs> shark in the middle. Well, that's
1: it. Like other parts of like Animal Kingdom, like males will do competing things yeah, to try like and show off. Attention. You know, whoever does the biggest splash or the biggest breach. But I don't think it's quite...
0: Uh-huh.
1: It is so random and it's not like consecutive and things. It's just mm. every so often... Um,
0: so I think like if we look at whales as well, like you've got humpbacks when they're chasing, like they'll throw their weight around for yeah. sure. And that's quite something to see. Um but yeah, like again not knowing that extra bit of data doesn't really let you speculate mm. too much on that. But hmm lots to ponder.
1: Yeah, it's just <laughs> I'm not sure if we'll ever know, to be honest. It's, I mean, yeah. it'd be, that, that one in Ireland we keep referring to, that's really great because you've got that underwater dynamic that you can see what's mm. going on. So you, you, at least you can compare what was happening beforehand that maybe would led, lead to that cue. Whereas if you're on the yeah. surface, you see it breach and, you know, okay, you might see a few fins on the surface, but what, how that relates to what's going on underneath is, is just, could be anything happening. Um,
0: yeah, that's and awesome.
1: the drones a wee bit better, and you can mm. get you know a few meters of penetration into the water column. Um, but like this, the researcher's one that came from fifteen meters, whether mm. it was on the surface, dived to there and then came up, or whether it was at depth, and you just yeah. don't know. It's just pff, <laughs> it's so random. Oh, what um, are you
0: doing, sharks?
1: But I mean, the the the, the consistent things is that it's usually happening when there's lots of sharks around, mm. and you know there's there's other behaviours being exhibited, so you can obviously. Conclude it's you know a, a behavior that's linked to communication and whether it extends into into courtship or something and, and it has these ancillary uh, benefits of parasite removal yeah or you know that I guess that's the best guess at the moment as as to what's yeah. going on and you know maybe future studies will mm-hmm. will uh help that
0: it's like the frequency of those sightings at aggregation sites like here in the hebrides and off the coast of Ireland, where we're seeing really interesting behavior as well does kind of imply that it is courtship related in some way hmm. Um but then you know they go so far offshore and do these huge migrations where we just don't know what they're doing for the rest of the year really at all
1: interestingly we um when we were doing the clyde surveys of all the all the uh, the sharks that we saw down there and in in reasonable numbers not like huge um schools like we maybe had in the hebrides mm. it was quite a few around like maybe like several in yeah. one small area um we never saw any breaching like never right so that was it was quite uh, it was quite clear they were feeding at that time so then you know then we're obviously talking about hebrides potential courtship breeding yeah. or whatever mpas um it it did seem that it was just a different thing happening at that Mm. time kind of thing um and then there was a video i think before we went down to the Clyde. that was maybe in october i think of all times and there was a huge there was a big group of them there was like 20 or 30 of them all but i don't think there was any preaching then as well um so it's interesting that it it does seem to be at a a certain time and one of the uh one of the potential issues with the studies is um that uh the sharks could have been breaching um, more uh, because of the tag on it, because sharks are so streamlined and and they don't like things on their their bodies. And it has been studied in other areas, say in the tropics, um, where they've tagged sharks and there's been lots of evidence of them rubbing themselves on the bottom trying to get this tag off and things. Uh, So there is that part of it as well, which is a bit tricky because obviously it's not a you know, it's a semi-invasive type of study that you're attaching something to the animal. Um, So whether that behavior is completely natural or not, or, or, or motivated by the, the thing being there. Tricky Mm -hmm. one.
0: Interesting. So we're thinking about communication, um, I think you mentioned, you know, in the animal kingdom, like showing off is like a big Mm. part of courtship and like. That would be a visual signal in a lot of species, um, you know, like the look how big and strong I am to jump out of the water like this. Yeah. But it seems that that might not be quite what's happening with basking sharks due to the times that they were recorded breaching. Yeah. Um, was it you found? Yeah. They said the peak time was four a.m. Yeah, and, it's, and we they did were it more doing yeah. it day and night. So, you know, they don't have the best eyesight to start with to yeah. be seen in the dark backskin sharks breaching in the distance um, so that <laughs> kind of rules that one well I guess it might well.
1: tie in with the, the other study where they put the camera tag on it and there was that group behaviour which was in um, really dark time. so you wonder if there is a yeah, that was really cool. a day-night component to what they do mm. maybe like during the day is not mating time maybe that's feeding time because they are uh, you know, following the the food up to the surface, which is doing this vertical migration, and maybe the nighttime when they're spending more time at depth, mm. uh, which has been found from the tagging data. That's I don't know, maybe that's happening. But I guess if they are breaching at night and they are at depth, uh, but then it, I don't know. Then <laughs> so they're all at depth, and then they're they're coming up mm-hmm. and breaching at the surface. So whether that's an effective communication uh, uh, behavior when you know more of the sharks are at the bottom
0: yeah and it's unlikely they're surfacing at that time for anything yeah. other than that because their food's not there yeah um strange one yeah interesting the the footage from them aggregating on the seabed which was also it's so weird here in the hebrides um was just really incredible to see it was such a snapshot of <laughs> something yeah. unusual happening again um we've got all these little pieces of the puzzle do do we know what time of day that was?
1: Uh, I'm not. I don't know off the top of my head, but I think it was very dark. So I think it was. It looks dark, yeah. but is
0: that just the depth of the water? Or? Yeah,
1: it could have been. I think it. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Kind of. Quite. I think. I think from memory, I think it was around dusk or whatever. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure it's just GoPros that they use, and you know. It, yeah,
0: they were like small, like yeah. toyed cameras. And, and, and
1: there was no lights or anything, so. it would, mm. It would, I think it was on just on the border of, of, of being able to capture it with the available light or whatever. So, uh, But yeah, I need to have a look at that to see what time that was.
0: That was really cool um, footage. The wakes, you think they just go and spend these solitary lives under the water, mm. um, but actually they're just like a big pile of basking <laughs> sharks all together uh, there was clips of them fin-to-fin swimming at the seabed and also surrounded by I can't I'm not sure what kind of fish they were but
1: mm, yeah that kind of yeah that's crazy eh? yeah there's so yeah, really cool
0: glimpses that came there's out not been much we're amazing
1: done with that yeah that sort of
0: mm. it
1: was kind of kept quite quiet at the time and then sort of came out a little bit but they haven't really made too much of that given how yeah. spectacular it was compared to everything else that was being seen
0: it was really amazing I'm would Hope that they were going to try and do something else with that yeah, technology so. because what they found from the, that go was so interesting.
1: Can't remember if it was from 2018 or 2019, but I'm pretty sure they were keen to do more the next year. I'm not sure if that's when COVID hit and then that Everything kind of like
0: flopped. Yeah, uh,
1: or was the I oh know, yeah, no, I think that was 20, yeah, 2018, I think, and then they had the Remus Shark Cam in 2019, but that didn't really seem to work out. Um, uh, and then I think after that, they'd planned it and then that's when COVID hit or whatever. Mm. Um, so I'm not sure if they're planning to do a, bit, a few more studies with the with the camera tags or not. But.
0: It was, very, yeah, really interesting to see. It would just be like the dream to just sit on a submersible. Yeah, and yeah. Like, troll through the bottom of Gunner <laughs> and see what's happening. <laughs> that's, if anyone wants to fund that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've got a
1: submarine us. and a big research ratio. We're, we're keen for that.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> you just got an extra couple of million. Yeah, that's it. Well, now, well there's know. people out there. We're, we're here for it. That's, that's it. That. <laughs> so back on to the communication aspect, um, it could well be sound. So how much does a basking shark wave, Several tonnes. That mm. hit in the water surely makes quite a loud acoustic signal, especially in the water where things travel so much yeah. uh, further. Uh, so it could be a way of like yelling, i over here. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in Baskin shark language. Uh, yeah, again, still so much to discover. Um, but yeah, so that's the theories behind it. Um, so, it gives us a little indication, you know, we said the time of year, the aggregations, um, that it's unlikely to just be because of the parasites. Um, and what they found from that tagging study was Exeter? Was, uh, Exeter,
1: and, and uh, I think it's the guys out of Belfast, uh, but I'm not sure. Uh, but I think it was a collaboration of a few of them. Um, yeah,
0: we'll uh, link those papers in the show notes and you can have a read if you're interested.
1: Yeah, but yeah, there's some stats about how fast they are in <laughs> comparisons to uh, white sharks and things.
0: But the speed was really interesting. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, yeah. we started the podcast by saying like they're a really slow-moving shark, yeah. um, but actually they...
1: Their breach speed is breech. pretty much the same as a white shark. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, the only thing is a white shark, I guess it comes out with the mouth first and rockets up whereas they do the flop (laughs) Uh, so I I don't think they really went into that because I guess the sharks they do breach clean but it's not like they come straight out like a whale like vertically and you know do this huge jump they kind of do a bit of a side they get to the the surface (laughs) and I'm not sure if they run out of energy and then do the side (laughs) the side flop because it is just yeah um (laughs) But yeah, so but they reach the same same speed. It's about ten knots, so like 18 kilometers. I think it's about five meters per second. Um, yeah. So it's pretty quick. Like so, a lot quicker than what you would, Especially what you would considering imagine. Considering
0: their size, like they could be up to twice the size of a great white, mm. like from some of the biggest records that we have. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, you just don't see them in the same light as those like predatory sharks. No, not at
1: all. Yeah. Uh, yeah i think if you were underwater and you, when there was mouth closed and it was swimming towards you pretty quickly you would oh yeah it'd be <laughs> terrifying
0: <laughs> but you don't always seem too spatially aware that's for sure
1: yeah yeah well that's it you see them approaching the boat without much uh, awareness well that's quite a good one because it obviously goes to the relates to the caradale incident as well yeah definitely um, uh, and that's probably quite a good one uh to reflect on uh, with all the sharks around because that was mm-hmm. a day where there was lots around and there was lots of breaching going on Which is a similar situation to what we've we've seen. So, uh-huh. you know, you could um, Consider that's a, a similar situation that there's something going on mm-hmm. uh, with lots of sharks being in one little area, but um, we talked about this earlier as well the the um, and the Kintar Peninsula uh, on the east side of it, which is uh, the side that faces Arran uh, and on the Clyde um on the kind of south west coast i guess um uh 1937 there was a little group went out on a fishing boat watching the sharks breaching whether that was a pretty good idea or not uh but they were doing a bit of fishing apparently at the time for macro because uh, we do see that, that where sharks are as well the macro shoals will come in mm. feeding on the plankton type thing so it's good good um time for catching them uh but <coughs> the boat uh was hit by a basking shark i think they, they think it was a, a one on its upward trajectory and uh, tipped it over um, and a few of them drowned unfortunately Uh, but I think there's also anecdotal evidence that someone had a heart attack so I'm not sure if it could have been cold water shock perhaps Um, it would
0: be quite the surprise either way yeah (laughs)
1: uh, I guess at that time um, I don't know they they would have different thoughts about things Um, but yeah Mm. so that's uh, but it is kind of infamously known as the only shark attack in Britain uh, recorded on the file. Yeah. Um whether it was attacking them or not is a bit dubious, but um
0: Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> not a plan. Not too
1: far away, breaching has killed in, well, mm-hmm. kinda killed people in.
0: Uh huh. And how long ago was that? Yeah, nineteen thirty seven. So you're what, sixty
1: three, six eighty five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um uh, surprised they're not made really, uh, like a film about that and that kind of thing just because like it's, a really bad shark yeah probably moving. yeah
0: yeah i don't think we need any more <laughs> bad shark movies that's it uh, <laughs>
1: um, and that was that was close to where one of the original shark hunters start modern shark hunters started up down there and there actually mm. used to be a factory down there as well on the shore. there is like bricks and a few bits and pieces oh, yeah, just left of it but of it. you wouldn't Unless you knew exactly where it was and you were going specifically to look at that, you'd probably just walk past it and kind of thing. But yeah, that's a place they used to process the sharks. Uh, they the Brandon Sound, just in between Carradale and Arran.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, you need to watch out. And certainly, it's we've had a few breaching pretty close to the boat, which is spectacular. Do remember the sight of it filling one of the windows in the boat in, <laughs> and. I didn't want it to land on the front of the boat slightly
0: panicking
1: um so yeah spectacular when when they do it um and always unexpected so yeah i don't know we'll, i guess keep watching and um keep seeing if we if we can put any more pieces of the puzzle together But yeah definitely interesting to see any more studies that come out about it in in the future
0: it's one of the things that we record as well in our sightings data is any unusual behavior so we're always looking for stuff like that when we see basking sharks as well Um. so yeah there's definitely a few people looking into them and there's been so many things discovered about basking sharks just in the last few years as well um, if you've listened to some of our last episodes, we've had so many incredible researchers mm. on chatting about like a lifetime's work, really, yeah, yeah. like looking into basking sharks, and it's all kind of come into a bit of a yeah, that's it, yeah, um, a moment, really. Like there's a lot of people doing some really cool stuff. So yeah, who knows? Um, maybe we'll get some more answers in the future. Technology is always getting smaller and more developed. That's right. Hopefully, tagging will be easier as well. Um, So, yeah. Um, We'll be answering some more of your Beskin Shark FAQs (laughs) through the winter. So, do let us know if you've got any questions or topics you'd love us to chat about. and it keeps us entertained as well when it's a that's rainy day here something in to do. the midst of winter in Scotland. So, yeah, um, hopefully we'll have an exciting guest for you next time. But we'll be back in your ears shortly.
1: Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.